Hello, and welcome to Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. Let's Break the Silence is a safe space for people to discuss their experiences of domestic abuse. In this episode, Angeline is joined by Tina, who will share her story. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are tuning in from. My name is Angeline Constantinou. I am the founder, podcaster, and coach of Let's Break the Silence with Angeline, where we help women regain their power and attract abundance in their lives after domestic abuse. So if you are watching this live, we are broadcasting live on my personal Facebook page, my business page, Let's Break the Silence with Angeline, and we are live streaming on my YouTube channel. So please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. YouTube channel. So today, I have a very special guest, a very, very good woman friend who I connected with a couple of weeks ago here on social media. So here is Tina. So I'm super excited to have Tina as a special guest on my podcast, Let's Break the Silence with Angeline. Tina will be sharing her journey as a podcaster, interviewer, NLP practitioner, and a women empowerment coach. She got her psychology degree in 2005. After being a management assistant for more than 30 years, Tina decided in 2018 that she needed a change in her profession. In 2018, she started several coaching training courses, and in September 2020, she became a certified women empowerment coach, and now she is the um, founder of and podcaster of The Women's Table. So without further ado, hi, Tina. Hi, Angeline. Good morning to you. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank good, you. Good, good, And Tina is all the way in the Netherlands. Yes, I am. I live in yeah. Friesland, up in the north of the Netherlands, in a north small town village. So how's the weather by where you, and what is the time over there, please? It's yeah. 5 p.m. at this moment, and the weather is awful. Well, at least I think it's awful because it's mm. horribly cold. Oh, jeez. Yeah. How cold? How cold is it? No, I'm not sure. Maybe eight, nine degrees Celsius. Oh wow, that's cold. Yes, that's cold. Well, yeah, we're well, I think it's cold. Yeah. Well, we're spoiled here. Actually, here it it's in the 30s right now, and the temperature's going up into the 50s Celsius. Yeah, sounds better. That sounds a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tina, it is so great to have you here. Thank it you for having really- me. Great to have you here. Yeah, who is Tina? Well, as mentioned, as you just mentioned in my bio, my name is Tina. I'm 53. I was a management assistant for more than 30 years. After finishing high school, I decided I, actually there was just one other option. I had to go to work. So I became a secretary and I've been doing that for more than 30 years. I actually didn't like my job, but I kept doing it. Probably because of some sort of, you know, I always compare it with this old winter coat, you know, you have for 20 or 30 years. It's nice. It's cozy. It's comfortable. Mm. Actually, it's really ugly. You have to get rid of it, but you cannot say goodbye to your coat. Uh. So this is something I kept doing. I kept working as a management assistant because I was 
actually, well, I didn't know what else to do. And I got my psychology degree and I got my NLP practitioner certificate. And even though I got those, I still kept working as a management assistant. I don't know why. I think it was the easy, easy way out. And I think in 2016, 2017, my husband, who is a coach and a therapist, he suggested, well, you know, why don't you go uh, do a, a coaching course? Because mm -hmm. you have this interest in the human mind, in the human psyche. So I was like, yeah, well, that could work. So in 2018, when we moved to the, to the north of the Netherlands, I quit my job in the Amsterdam area. Okay. And I decided to go for it and, yeah, do some coaching courses. And so I did. You know, yeah. there's nothing like pursuing your passion, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I know that for myself a couple of years ago, actually on this day, I decided to fire my boss and I decided to, you know, leave the corporate world to pursue my true passion, which is what I'm doing now. Yeah. So right. I totally, totally understand. So when did that epiphany happen to, to just pack up and move to the Netherlands? What prompted you to do that? Well, in 2018, we always came to the north of the for a vacation for a, a weekend. I have family living here up in the north. It's a two-hour drive from the, the Amsterdam area. Okay. And it was always like, okay, it's fun, you know. And to, uh, no, in 2018, actually, we were walking around and I was like, oh my, Friesland, it's so beautiful. I want to move here. And my husband was like, yeah, right, you know, because... <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's her again and uh, so actually it started as a joke but within a year we mm. found our dream house and we moved we made a move wow yeah how are you yeah that's awesome that's yeah. awesome yeah this is amazing we live in the we have this amazing house we we live in the country yeah we have a wonderful view yeah it's amazing that's great. Boy, I'm so yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm so Absolutely. glad to hear that. I know that when we connected a couple of weeks ago, you had a story that you wanted that you told me about overcoming trauma and domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know for myself, it took courage to share my story out there on social media. Yeah. So what happened before you got involved with, you know, your profession? as far as being a women empowerment coach and, and the podcast. So yeah. what happened and how did you heal from that trauma? What were some of the strategies that you um, implemented? Yeah. Well, I was actually in two relationships with not uh, physical violence, but with verbal violence, mm -hmm. like being put down. And one was, I think about, 10 years ago and this man was really really you know you could have a nice chat thinking that everything was well in the world and then suddenly I would say something which did which freaked him out and I had absolutely no idea what it was that triggered him and then he started screaming and yelling and I, I, the relationship itself didn't last for very long it lasted about six months but in those six months, I, I really started, I, I became insecure. I was doubting myself. 
I was mm-hmm. like, what did I do now? What did I say? What can I do to, to do it right, to make it right? You know, it was horrible. And mm-hmm. actually for me, a turning point, the tipping point to end the relationship was when we were in a restaurant and he really started screaming at me, yelling at me. And the manager of the restaurant came to me, came over to us and asked me if everything was all right. And I was like, yeah, right. And I was at, at some point I wanted to leave and I was standing at the door and he went to pay the check, to pay the bill. Mm. And everyone in the restaurant was watching me, you know, f- with pity. And I was like, oh my, I could, oh, it was so horrible. And that was for, actually for me a, a sign, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah. What's because- wrong with you? Well, you know, at a restaurant, you want to have a nice time and a nice relaxing, yeah. but it didn't turn out that way. No. And I've been know. there and I've been there and it's not fun. No, it's not. And and the other thing that was really an eye opener to me was, uh, well, we talked before and I told you this before, my best friend at one time I was complaining to her about this guy and she was like, who are you? And I was like, what do you mean? Who are you? I'm, I'm me. And she said, no. No, my, my best friend, my, the, the Tina I know, wouldn't put up with this crap. So who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, well, that was also an eye-opener for me. So I was like, okay, I, I got to get out. I got to get out. And, yeah. And, and, you know, I think that we are being raised in a society where we are being taught that you have to have a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. you have to get married, have kids, start a family. That, this is the kind of society we, we grow up in. So when you grow up and everyone, all your friends are getting married and you're not married, you are starting to wonder, well, at least that's happened. What, what happened to me. What is wrong with me? Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, why can't I have a, a good relationship? So, yeah. And then you are going to try to get a relationship. And when you do have a relationship, you are doing really hard. You are really trying really hard to make that relationship work. Exactly. At all costs. At all costs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At all costs. You know, and that's what I did. I And I ended up, you know, I ended up going for therapy yeah, for one year. So how about you? What were the strategies? So after, you know, that you couldn't make that marriage work. So what did you do? So did you seek help counseling? No, I did not seek uh, help or counseling. I just had a good talk with myself. Like this is not going to work. Get out. I was never really afraid. He would use physical violence, but you never know. But you never know. Exactly. 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 But that's her courage, you know, that courage, you know, for you, you know, to leave your marriage. So how did you, so what I want to get into is when you started to change, I wanted to get into your profession (laughs) and how you went from being a management assistant to now. Yeah a women empowerment coach, and now a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so I would really love to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I got it last year, when I got my certification, 
right. for being uh, for being a coach. I asked my cousin, who's a web designer. I asked, I talked to her about what the website would look like. And I wanted a dynamic website. I didn't want a website like, okay, this is Tina. This is what I do. This is what it will cost you. I, I want to do something different. And I decided for, I had decided for myself that I wanted to work with women. So I just, so we talked about this page I wanted to have on my uh, website about inspiring women. And those women are ordinary women. So I interviewed people in my surroundings, in my vicinity, and asked them if they wanted to share their story about this remarkable woman in their life. So I got those beautiful stories about mothers, about sisters. You know, I, I even got some men to talk about their wives or their, their mothers. Oh. Uh, my husband wrote a, a story about his mother. I wanted, so I, I had those interviews. And afterwards, I was so, every, you know, I, every time I asked the same questions, but because you're interviewing another person about another woman, every time the story is different. Mm. And I, I really got those beautiful stories. And then I, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. What am I going to talk about? And actually, I, this was something I really postponed for a long time because I was like, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> you know why yeah. exactly. that's that's yeah. a big thing because i know for myself what am i going to, going to talk about what is it that i'm most passionate about yeah and mine is to help women find their voice and to break the silence yeah and absolutely all yeah. empowerment yeah. and heal yeah. so as far as yourself is concerned when you when did you launch your podcast by the way I launched my podcast in January. The first podcast was launched in January. And okay. this is, I wanted to, what I want to achieve with my podcast, except for the, the usual, of course, because I want to inspire women, uplift them, empower them. I also want to raise awareness about some female-related issues like the, the pay gap, you know, or the domestic abuse online misogyny i i knew those things were out there i just never realized how bad they were right and I, yeah so i think that if we women become aware of what is going on maybe we can support each other more because i think there are a lot of women out there who support one another but there are still a few women out there who don't support other women. And I think that's too bad. Yeah, that's too bad. bad. It is. Yeah. Why is that? Why is it that some women don't support other women? You know what's funny now? Not that what's so funny. I see now a shift that now women are collaborating with women more than ever. Absolutely. I see the but same. Why is it that some women don't support other women? Yeah. And down. Why is that? Yeah. Well, you know, I had this interesting uh, talk the other day with uh, a woman from my network, from the Lean In network I'm in. And okay. she told me that this is something, you know, back in the 50s, back in the 60s, women were financially depending on their husbands. 
And in the Netherlands, I'm not sure about the US, I'm only talking about the Netherlands right now. And in the Netherlands, when you got married, you were fired from your job. And if you had an essential job, an essential profession, Mm -hmm. like uh, being a nurse or a teacher, your paycheck was given to your husband. Really? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, the thing is when, when I always give this example, when a husband cheats, most of the times, I'm not saying always, but most of the time, the other woman, the, the other woman is being blamed. The other woman is being blamed. Like she is stealing, she's a homebreaker. She's uh, stealing the, the husband from another woman. And, and she, she told me that what she thinks is that back in the days when women were really depending their husbands, if your husband cheated on you, you know, there was no way you could get angry with your husband because if he left you, you had a big problem. So it was easier to blame the other woman. See? So that that was her explanation. And I I figured it it did make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Wow. That's... I know that, you know, I was born and raised in a Greek family. Yeah. And we were raised... My parents were very old school. My dad is still alive. And my mom passed away four years ago, unfortunately, from cancer. But, you know, like I was, they enforced discipline on me. I was the oldest. I'm the oldest in the family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, like I had, there was was just so much pressure. I mean, you know, growing up, going to college and doing well. And I didn't graduate from college, you know. And we, you know, back then my dad was actually my mom and dad opened up a restaurant business. They mm-hmm. uh, launched that. But my dad was the one who took care of the finances. Not my mom. Yeah. So if I asked my mom to do something, like, let's go shopping. Well, I have to ask dad for some yeah. money. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah, that is what happened back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, my mom, she was always, th- this is something re- really good she passed on to me, to me, me and my sister, because mm-hmm. my mom, she was uh, really, really beautiful. She's still with us, but she's 86 uh, at the moment. She's still beautiful. Right. But when she, when she was 60, her, her mother, so my grandmother, told her, you don't have to get married. You just have to find a nice man. And he will take care of you. And my mom was like, yeah, right. Because my mom wanted to get her teacher's degree. And my my grandmother Mm -hmm. was like, you don't have to get any degree. Just find a good husband. And my mom was like, "Mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. So this is something she passed on to me. Finish school, get a degree, get a job and make sure if something goes wrong, you can take care of yourself. This is what she always told us. Make sure you are able to take care of yourself as a woman. Mm. See? It's, yeah. That's important. That's that important. Very that important. And I think that in the Netherlands, it is really common that women work part-time because of the kids. And, and I think that a lot of women... I think uh, are not really aware of the financial consequences when their husbands, when the marriage fails. Let me put oh, it like that. I don't, don't think, have, oh, yeah. They have control, right? Yeah, you're right. Absolutely.
Yeah, I don't think women are aware of those um, consequences. And I think they should be. Yeah. They should be. And then they should be educated financially. Yeah. You, you should be able to, to take care of yourself if, if the marriage fails. And of course, we want to live happily ever after. Of course, I get it. Of course. But yeah, I, you must be able to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. That's important. Knowing that you can stand up on your own two feet. Yeah. I know for myself and you too, you mm -hmm. know. I had to stand up for myself. Yeah. That was huge. It was a huge mindset shift. That was a huge shift that I had to make in my life because I was relying on him. And then I ended up, yeah. you know, $40,000 in the hole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So what did, so do you teach women, like as far as your podcast is concerned, mm -hmm. do you teach women about being financially independent? Um, Not what? yet. Well, I haven't had a, a, a podcast about this yet. Right. But I talk about one of the shows is about religion and the impact religion has on women. Mm -hmm. Because there are a, a lot of religious women who really feel that the man is the, the leader of the family. Yeah, He's the master hey. of the house. So, and... Yeah, it, it, religion has a huge impact, the independence of women. But that's just my humble opinion. Yeah, and I've talked about women and networking together. You know, what you just mentioned, there is a huge shift at this moment about women collaborating, women working together. So I did a podcast on that as well. Oh. And I also did a, a podcast about the... The, the crabs in a basket phenomenon. Have you heard about that? No, I, I would yeah. love to hear more about yeah. that. Yeah, okay. So here in the Netherlands, this is just awful, but here in the Netherlands, pe uh, people say that when there is one crab in a basket he, and he wants to get out, he can climb out on his own. If oh. there are other crabs in a basket, the other and one crab is trying to get out, the other ones will try to hold him back. And women in the Netherlands are compared to crabs in a basket. So if one crab is trying to get out, the other ones will try to, 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 to pull the crab back. So actually wow. it's about women not working, not being able working together, women, women being judgmental of one another, women not, don't want other women to succeed. Yeah, this is what we are being compared to yeah it's horrible it's a horrible, oh, that's horrible. yes it is yeah that is horrible and that's happening even today yes it does yeah so how so raising awareness about this on your podcast is huge yeah yes absolutely i think it's huge yeah and 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 i think women should be aware because you know i'm really trying hard to not not to be judgmental of other women. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other day, I, I, I mentioned this in, in this particular podcast. I was walking down the street and there was this woman coming uh, from across the street towards me. And she was a, a kind of, uh, yeah, 
she was kind of big, a woman, you know, and I was like, oh, and she was wearing those tight, de- tight jeans. And I was like, really? Are you really going to do this? Oh, my. And, and yeah. the minute it, it slipped my mind. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you doing this? This is so not women empowering women. Why are you doing this? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm 53. I'm not, I'm not that, I don't have, uh, I'm not that thin anymore. Like I was when I was 18, you know. Me so, too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's Our body changed. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. And I was like, why am I doing this? I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be this woman. Right. So every time I notice that I'm doing this, I correct myself and I'm, I'm having this really tough conversation with myself. Don't do this. Don't do this. That's good. So yeah, at least you're catching yourself. Yeah. I'm catching myself. Yeah. Because you know, in the world that we live in today, we should be nurturing each other. Yes, absolutely. You know, but I do see as far as myself is concerned, I see more women coming together. Yeah, me too. In the last year, yeah, because maybe in the past, I mean, I used to belong to different networking groups, and I felt at times that I was shunned, yeah, you know, just ignored, yeah, me too, you know, and then I stopped going to networking events, and but that's not the answer because if you do that, then they win, yeah, you're, you're giving them the power. So now, yeah. you know, now I I'm not afraid of going to a networking event anymore. No, you know what? I, the thing about networking is because I was part of a few networking groups as well, live networking groups, online networking groups. Right. And I didn't feel at home. I didn't feel like I belonged. And I was like, okay, I don't belong here. And this wasn't about them. It was about me. I didn't feel comfortable within that group. So I moved on. And I think that networking is all about finding your tribe finding the tribe you belong to and if you as a woman you want to start networking and you don't feel comfortable within the networking group just move along and find another group and until you find your tribe because your tribe is out there i'm sure of it i found mine and i found my tribe too yeah isn't that something and i found my tribe so it took time so if the other if the others didn't work out, it did. It wasn't God's plan. God's yeah. plan was not for me to continue with that group. So I separated myself, and yeah. I started to, you know, build my brand, evolve my brand online, and build relationships through social media. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing that we found yeah. a tribe and you found your tribe? So do you have more of a presence on Facebook or Instagram? What is your main platform that you're using right now? Well, the main platform at this moment is Facebook and a little bit of LinkedIn. A little bit of LinkedIn. Okay. Yeah. I have LinkedIn bit. too. Yeah. 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 I have LinkedIn yeah. too. It's, so. Yeah. A little bit of LinkedIn, but my main platform is Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. okay. Because I, I have a feeling that, that, that Facebook is people on Facebook are easier to connect with. LinkedIn That's is really true. a business network, you know? Um, yeah. 
I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you, especially in Facebook groups. Yeah. It's very easy to make that connection. And that's what I'm focusing on for myself. It's just building relationships in Facebook groups. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I'm really happy that you were, that you took the time from your busy schedule to be a guest on my podcast today. So any closing remarks, anything that you want to share with the audience today, you know, what yeah. was special message, your special message that you want to share with the whole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what I would like to say, well, of course, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for watching. What I really think is important. We women, we have to stick together. We have to stick together. We have to be sisters. I'm all about uh, women empowerment, sisterhood and feminism. And there's nothing wrong with being a feminist, you know, because people are making it so sound so bad. Feminism today has such a bad name. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a very proud feminist and I don't care. I'm a feminist. And we, ha we women, we have to stick together. We have to, we have to stick together. Absolutely. Please don't, don't act, don't act like a crap in a basket. <laughs> I like that analogy with the yeah. crap in the basket. Yeah. 100% right. Yeah. You're 100% right. So everyone, please follow Tina on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And where can people find you on your podcast? Oh, well, I can be found iTunes, I can be found on Spotify, and the name of the podcast is, is The Women's Table, because I want to give women a seat at the table. I like yes. that. And if women, are women who are watching are interested in sharing their story with me, please feel free to reach out to me if you want to be a guest on my show. No problem. I, want to I would love to talk actually to every single woman in the world that's unfortunately not possible yeah but please feel free to reach out to me absolutely so so for those of you who are tuning in to today please like and subscribe to the women's table podcast which is on spotify and all the streaming platforms and please reach out to tina on facebook if you would like to be a guest on her podcast and I would be, a, I would love, and I would be honored to be a guest on your podcast. Absolutely, Angelina. I would love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it a blessing? This is the power of social media. Yeah, absolutely. And the internet. The fact that you and I connected two weeks ago because you had put up a post in one of the groups yeah. that I'm a member of. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I said, I need to connect with Tina Yeah, because yeah. you have a very special message to share. You do. Thank you. Thank you. you know, about women coming together. So Tina, I want to thank you for being a guest on my podcast today. Thank you for having me, Angeline. It was You're an welcome. honor. Thank you. You're welcome. So everyone, please, again, follow Tina on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Please connect with Tina. And if you would like to be a guest on her podcast, the name of her podcast is the Women's Table Podcast, which can, the, the, the link is right there that you can click on to, or you can just type it in Spotify and you'll be able to find her. Okay. So Absolutely. in closing, everyone, I want to thank everyone today for tuning in to our live broadcast. And if you would like to 
be a guest on my podcast as well, please feel free to reach out to me. You know where to find me. Okay. So with that being said, we are going to end the broadcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And if you are watching the replay, just let us know by hashtag and replay in the comments. And we will see you on the next podcast episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. To hear more inspiring stories like Tina's, check out other episodes of Let's Break the Silence with Angeline on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you would like to join a safe space, join the Let's Break the Silence group on Facebook today.